the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God rather than this world our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. To worship you this morning. We thank you. Father, I pray that you would arrest us, that you would move all distractions and cell phones and texting and anything that can come in our way. Father, I pray you shut it down now in the name of Jesus so that we can hear your voice undistracted. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said. As I prepare to preach, I want you to turn. The first scripture we'll be uh, addressing is. Is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. This was a series, and so we're just going to do it in bite sizes to the glory of God. Amen? But this series is entitled, How to Make the Most of Your New Year. How to Make the Most of Your New Year year. Thank you so very much. Happy New Year. The grace of God, not only has, has he blessed us to, to see a new year, but a new decade as well. It is incredible that the Lord would privilege us to come into this year and decade in spite of how we treated him last year. If the truth be told, all of us have missed the mark last year. We have failed God last year. We failed him in our words. We failed him in our deeds. And we have failed him in our attitudes and actions. And we should be filled with joy and gratitude for God's undeserved grace. How many of you are glad for the grace of God? How many of you are really glad for the grace of God? Praise God. I'm glad for the grace of God we should be filled with gratitude for God's undeserved grace. For many of us last year was a tumultuous year. Some of you have seen your marriage fall apart. Others of you, children have broken your hearts, the hearts of parents. Some of you have experienced loss of employment. Others of you have experienced financial crises. Some of you have You've seen uh, loved ones die, dear friends die, and uh, perhaps you're still in grief as we speak. While others of you, you've been struggling with your health, 
Some of you are hurting because of betrayal. While others of you have been abandoned by a family member or a child or whomever. Some of you have struggled with depression on and off all year. While others of you uh, have failed to achieve your personal goals that you set for yourselves at the beginning of last year. Nonetheless, say nonetheless. God has crossed us over by his goodness, by his power, by his love, and by his grace. Why don't you say thank you, Jesus? Nonetheless, and all of us should praise God that he has given us a clean slate. Say clean slate. Clean slate of a brand new year to make a kingdom impact on ourselves, on our families, on the Lord's church and to those who will cross our paths in this year. I want you to write every word down that I can say as much as you can, because I'm going to say some things that's going to be some tough truth in hard times, because I want to help you in the spirit of Christ. God's been putting this message and just speaking to me, and uh, I'm ready to deliver, and don't you miss the insights, and uh, we want you to stay uh, tuned. If you're going to make the most of this brand new year, this new decade, number one, it is critically important that you transfer your allegiance from the things of this world system, transfer from the love of people to Jesus Christ. We cannot please God until we have an undivided allegiance to Jesus Christ alone. And the fact of the matter is, last year, too many of you, you were straddled the fence You were dibbling and dabbling, and uh, you were in love with the world system. 1 John 2, 15 through 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is what? Passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, there's some strong things I'm going to say about loving the world. As your pastor, I'm praying that this congregation would have the residue of the world stripped from your lives in order that you would rise to your God-given potential. God has a plan for your life, a purpose for your life, a vision for your life. And God don't want you to settle for mediocrity. God has blessed you to be your age. And you're not in this year by accident. There's a purpose for your being into this year. And God has a plan for your life this year. God wants to do something with you and through you this year. But in order for you to get what God wants for you, in order for you to rise to your God-given potential, it is very important that you let allow the Lord Jesus Christ, his blood, to wash the residue, say residue, of the world system off you and out of you. You know, we said, what are you talking about? To choose parties, social life, violent and sexually explicit television, movies, watching stuff that break the heart of God, laughing at stuff that break the heart of God, loving the pleasure and entertainment above living in pursuit of holiness 
and coming to the Lord's house to worship with his people, thanking him for bringing us to the brand new year, is to have misplaced priorities. Some of you are watching movies and it doesn't even bother you. Some of you watch, you're listening to music that defame women, cussing and violence and and the propagation of all this kind of stuff and could care less as it rings over and over in your your ears. Where were you New Year's Eve night? This past Thursday. We're getting quiet now. How many of y'all knew about the church service we were going to have New Year's Eve night? Let me hear you, Let me see your hands. How many of you knew about it so you weren't ignorant of it? Okay. And if you weren't sick and if you weren't at work, where were you? Do you realize this past Thursday night, we had the greatest New Year's Eve celebration in the history of this church? In the history. Folk coming to Christ, we heard testimonials that were just very unusual. The prayers, the songs, the preach. I mean, it was so much in that service that it just boggles. I, I had a hangover New Year's morning, a spiritual hangover that I didn't have to recover from. You, you, you see, all I'm saying is that all of us must pursue things that have lasting eternal value for only what you do for Christ will last. The party will one day be out. The coors will go away. Huh? Shaking your rear end in Alamo Plaza, saying Happy New Year, Can I give you a new year? If you could only see things that are coming your way in 2010. If you could only see what's coming towards your family this year. If you could only see what this nation will encounter this year. With all these attempted bombings and all of these things and all of this stuff happening, shootings and all of this stuff. And we want to get out. Party on! If you have a problem getting to the house of God, there's going to be such trouble coming to this nation that you're going to run to the house of Almighty God. Let me tell you something. Hypocrisy, Hypocrisy is born out of attempting to mix worldliness and holiness. You get what I said? Hypocrisy is born out of attempting to mix what? Worldliness and holiness. Just can't go together. You're either worldly or you're holy. Amen. You can't be both. This is not a shouting message, but it's a penetrating message. It's a riveting message. You got to make up your mind who you're going to be. You want God to open up doors for you? How many of you know that God brought you through something last year? Huh? How many of you went through some illness or some crises or something beyond your control, something devastating? How many of you went through something? Now, your question is, why did God bring you through it? He did not bring you through it into this year to bring that same old raggedy baggage into this brand new year. This is a year of grace. 
And God is saying, I'm tired of you going two ways on me. And you're abusing the grace of God. I did not raise you up. I did not deliver you. I did not bring you through for you to keep on continuing in your selfish ways. Hypocrisy is born out of attempt to mix worldliness and holiness. Number two, the church cannot affect this world for righteousness because of her temperature reading is low as a result of truth decay. You've heard of tooth decay? There is truth decay in many churches and in the lives of people. The church cannot affect this world for righteousness because of her, her cold temperature reading. Cold temperature reading is too low. You're not hot for God as a result of truth decay. Uh, you, you, you have truth is waning. It's, it's not being accentuated. It's not, you're not hot for God. And the answer is not in the White House. President, we love him, but he can't be all things to all people. That's right. You can't legislate seeing out of folk. Hollywood don't know what they're doing. God is depending on his what? Church. If my what? Who are called by my name would what? Humble themselves and pray and what? Seek my face and what? From their what? What kind? Whose people? Turn from what? You see, God's people have some wicked ways. And God has brought you into this year to get it right. To get it right. Uh, Number three, you know you are worldly and decaying spiritually when sin no longer bothers you. That's not on the paper, but God just gave it to me. You can sleep around with somebody and it doesn't even bother you. You can go home and go to sleep and snore on top of it. You can drink yourself in a drunkard stupor. You can cheat on your taxes. You can rob God. You can be mean and ugly and foolish. And you can do whatever it cuss folk out and, and slam the door. And don't even bother you. It's not even an afterthought. That's a sign that you're cold or perhaps so bad off that you need to be in the spiritual ICU unit. Number two, ask the Lord to renew your passion. Say passion. This is how you make the most of your new year. Ask the Lord to renew your passion. Passionate saints are fervent, eager to serve, full of zeal, fire, and the Holy Spirit. Passionate saints are saints who are fervent. Fervent means hot. Say hot. You're you're eager to serve because of passion. You're full of zeal. You can't wait to to do for God. You're full of fire and the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12 verses 10 through 11 says, Be kindly affectionate to one another uh, with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, not lagging around slothfully, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. Let me tell you something about passion. Renewed passion comes from asking God to revive you according to his word. Renewed passion 
comes from asking God to revive you according to his word. Now, if you're dead, you can't, be, you can't revive anything dead. Anything dead needs to be made alive. You have to be born again, but you have those who have been born again. They've slowed down. They, they have lost their first love, and they need a passion, a renewed passion. And it comes from being revived by the word of God. Psalms 119, 154b says, revive me according to your word. Revival comes from the word of God. And if you're not in the word of God and you only pick it up on Sundays, your your Bible is collecting dust on the shelf. You, You hardly frequent the Bible. That's why your fire is gone. The word of God keeps you hot for God. B, renewed passion will manifest itself by, it's four things, renewed passion. Uh, If you want your passion renewed, here's what you must do. You need a rekindled fire in your heart and ministry. Lord, strike a match in my soul again. Fire me up, Lord. Rekindle fire in your heart and ministry. Number two, enthusiasm for sacred things. You are excited about the assembling of yourselves with the people of God. You're excited about coming tonight for the first communion, Lord's Supper, baptism service of the year. You're excited about a chance to serve God and to be a witness for him. You're excited about spiritual things. You're excited about the word of God. It is enthusiasm for sacred things. Uh, Number three, uh, it is a renewed commitment to kingdom work. If you are not doing at least one ministry in the church, and we're going to have our ministry fair giving you a chance to sign up next week. If you're not serving in at least one ministry, you, you are out of order. And God is waiting on you to occupy in a place of service that he wants you to be in. We have so many ministries in this church, and if you cannot... Ask God to lead you to one, then something is drastically wrong. Number four, a burden for lost souls. Say a burden for lost souls. We were on the streets during the Christmas holidays, and many were so excited about those coming to Christ. And it's amazing how Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and all of these people are out on the streets. But where are the Christians? Do you realize a Mormon tried to evangelize me as well as this church this morning? I'm talking about this morning. You say, what? Well, my secretary, she had something on my desk. It was hanging on the doors of the church. And I I looked in this, it was saying, Merry Christmas, friend, or whatever. And I opened it up and looked in there. And guess what? It was a Mormon Bible, Mormon literature, uh, trying to win me and the church over to Mormonism. The audacity for Mormons to come here to win us to them. Now that's boldness. Now why don't all of y'all find every Mormon church and go hang a gospel track to their doors? Now you know they got that kind of boldness. They want to win the preacher and every person in the congregation. And you won't even open your mouth and say Merry Christmas. It's not Happy Holidays. Say Merry Christmas. Christmas. 
look, to, look around you. Say, say Merry Christmas all around you. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them Merry Christmas. That's right. When was the last time you asked somebody, have you been born again? Born again. You ask them, well, do you go to church? The issue, you can go to church lost. That's not the right question. The real question is, have you been born again? Oh, my goodness. A burden for lost souls. Why is it that so many saints are so content with so many going to a Christless eternity? Number three, if you're going to make the most of this new year, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1b. It says, let us lay aside every, say every. That's everything. Weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen to me closely, my friends. Anyone or anything that slows us down or keep us from giving our best effort in the Christian race is a weight. Anything that what slows us down or keep us from giving our what kind of effort? Best effort in the Christian race is a weight. In your quiet time, the greatest thing you can do for yourself in the kingdom is to sit before the Lord and ask him to identify weights that keep you from giving your best effort in the race. Life is likened to a race. It's a marathon. And, and, and we have to run until we cross the finish line to be with Jesus. You're to run this race all the way unto death. But somehow, some way, there are weights in the lives of saints that hinder us and distract us. Let me identify some of the weights that we need to rid ourselves of. Number one, the first weight is impatience. Impatience. Maybe being impatient with your child's development. Impatient with yourself when it comes to employment. Impatient with a teacher or school or sister or brother or in-law. Impatience. Things are not happening fast enough for you. You want quicker results and you're stressing yourselves out. Impatience. Another weight is the hurried syndrome. You're zipping and zapping yourself all over the place. And you're always in a hurry. And you can't be one place and be there because you are habitually in the go mode. You even come to church wondering how long the sermon is going to be at the expense of going home to watch a three-hour football game. Huh? They were partying. They started to party. They went to restaurants, ate real good New Year's Eve, huh? drank real good. Then they went out and they partied till about three or four o'clock in the morning. Went to bed and can't wake up. Why is it that they can party that long? And we, we put a time clock on God. Why is it that you can sit and watch a three-hour movie and have a problem with a 40-minute sermon? 
You know, there are signs and billboards nowadays saying we have 30 minute worship here. 30 minute worship. What if God said, "Okay, when you get to heaven, I'm going to only give you 30 minutes of glory in heaven. You 30 minute me, I'm going to just let you see what you miss. I'm going to let you enjoy 30 minutes and then you'll miss the rest of eternity because you only allowed me 30 minutes of yourself in worship on earth. You see, Harris syndrome, got to go, got to go. Be yourself still and stop breaking yourself down, putting yourself all out of order. Because when you're in a hurry, you're anxious, you're edgy, huh? you agitated. Because you're always in a hurry. Matter of fact, if you start on time, you won't be in a hurry. You can't be somewhere in 15 minutes, and then the train come, and then here's, here's a wreck on 410, and all of a sudden, I'm late. It was a traffic. No, it wasn't a traffic. It was your inability to get up. What's another way? Busyness. Some of you love your busyness. And some of you think that the more busy you are, that's being spiritual. No. You know what busyness does? Busyness leads to barrenness. Did you get it? Busyness leads to barrenness. And God wants to unbusy you. I'm trying to help you have the most of this year. You see, another one is complacency. You're so self-satisfied and so stuck where you are that God can't even get you moving beyond where you are because you don't want to move. You just stuck and you satisfied and you're scared if you step out, you're going to hurt yourself. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.